everyone, and welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I'm your co-host, James. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. And today we are talking about track four on Fallout Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend, or as uh, Brendan Yuri from Panic of Disco likes to call it when he's drunk, Fallout Boy's Evening with Your Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, oh, I recently rewatched the Drunk History. It's really good. It's really funny, and he's like, "They're like, it's evening out with your girlfriend." And he's like, "It's Fallout Boy's evening with your ex girlfriend." They're like, <laughs> "No." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you have not watched the Drunk History of Fallout Boy with Brendan Urie, please go do so. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, and so drunk, like, yeah. he, like he has to take a break to throw up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he got alcohol poisoning that night. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's an entertaining video, yeah. but I feel really bad for his liver. My favorite part is when he dumps the beer on his head and then later yells at someone for stealing his beer. And they're like, you dumped it on your head. <laughs> I forgot about that. So the song is called Pretty in Punk, mm -hmm. which is a reference to Pretty in Pink. Yes. So we have our second 80s teen movie thing mm -hmm. and this will not be the last time that fallout boy references a john hughes movie right exactly with molly ringwald in it mm -hmm. well it's a john hughes movie well yeah wasn't say anything also a john hughes movie no oh it wasn't it was cameron crow oh yeah. i've always thought it was john hughes uh yeah that that's what movie stores want you to, to definitely for sure think was ferris bueller john hughes yes because molly ringwald was not in that one she was not in that one good call I knew there was one. Yeah, I thought. It well, was he also anything. did. He also did Home Alone and. Did he really? Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that. Baby's Day Out and stuff. We're doing a great job talking about Fallout Boy. So, um, what is the lyric that you have chosen for us for this song? that I've chosen for this song is the only girl that ever gave me the time was the one that wanted five minutes of mine knocking boots in the back what a disgrace I declined yes well done thank you yeah I listened to that on I listened to the song one time on the way over and I remembered it good job hey, good job good lyric writing to whoever wrote the lyrics probably Patrick Stump I believe this whole album was Patrick Stump this song is the most Patrick Stumpy song on the album that I've heard so far yes but also like it doesn't his voice doesn't sound like him oh no yeah no and he's i know that that's not what you yeah. meant he's still figuring out how to sound like the lead singer of yeah. follow boy for sure yeah it's like nasal and young if i may reference the drunk history with brendan yuri again you may he indicates that when they were recording grand theft autumn patrick decided to start singing sort of runs like soul runs Okay. And I think that actually might be where Patrick started to sing more from like his chest. Okay. As opposed to like his, his throat and nose. Yeah. So it may be that when he decided that he could sing as drunk Brendan Urie calls it, soul, <laughs> that's the follow-up voice uh, sound that we know. Okay. So I think that he may have been singing more up in his throat and, and nose on this, on this album. Now, do you think that that was because that was what pop punk artists were doing at that point 
because because we, we saw we see the same thing from Newfound Glory. I mean, just in general, Jordan has a much more nasal voice than yeah. Patrick does. But in like Nothing Gold Can Stay, he's like so far up in his nose. Yeah, I think that that's a combination of the style, but also the production uh, capabilities of those of these of this album and that album. Yeah, I think that you can get a richer sound with more production. Yeah, that's um, fair. I wonder if. And this is just me guessing. I wonder if they recorded both this and Nothing Gold Can Stay as more of a full band thing, which would mean that the drums would take more of the bass out of the like what actually made it to the microphones. Okay. So you'd 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 only pick up the higher end of the of the voice. That's me literally making up engineering stuff, so I'm not positive. But if you record the vocals on their own, Oh, okay. If you just go into a vocal booth and 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 have the music in your headphones sure. and just sing, which is what most groups do. Yeah. Um that's not maybe not most groups, but like what they what they did later on. I'm sure that self-titled Newfound Glory and Take This to Your Grave, they recorded instruments and and vocals and all this stuff se- stuff separately. Probably. I yeah. doubt that cuz cuz you would hear you hear about albums and bands that record live, which is Everyone's playing the song, and we just have microphones placed good. Okay. I, I I refuse to to believe that they didn't have Patrick in a booth by himself for yeah. "Take This to Your Grave." So this is the most Patrick sentiment mm-hmm. on on the album so far. And now I haven't listened to anything. I've listened to "Growing Up," which is our next our next song because okay. it appears in that song from Fully I Do. Mm-hmm. But so far, this is the most Patrick because it's basically like. And it's funny because we we did like a you and I did a preview because of something I said last week when we were recording, uh-huh. and you sort of read some of the lyrics, and it, we were both sort of like, "Geez, pompous lyrics, much." But then when I was listening to it, I was like, "Oh, this is like the crowd thinks I'm this pompous jerk, but I'm actually super insecure and not sure of myself." And can I kind of sit next to you and act like I'm talking to you so no one, like, because I'd love to be next to you, but like I get that you're with a guy. I'm not trying to get in, involved in that. He, good, good boundary stuff in this. Yeah. But the line that we've picked, the featured lyric, I feel like is the most, is Pete Wentz wouldn't write this lyric. No, no. Pete Wentz would take this same sentiment and twist it around so that somebody's choking and drowning. Right. And he would definitely be knocking boots somewhere. Yes. If Pete were writing this lyric, he would take her up on that offer of five minutes of knocking boots. Right. And then promptly wish that she was dead. Right. And describe it. Early early, early follow boy was a lot more uh, descriptions of, yeah. of death. I hope you choke. Right. Crash your car. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah. But. We sure will. But yeah, so I think that this that this lyric is especially indicative of, of Patrick's sort of rejection of the whole rock star thing. Mm-hmm that Pete sort of notoriously embraced. So I think it's yeah. it's very indicative of Patrick is writing these lyrics. Yeah. Um which is kind of cool. Yeah. So that that's all I had to say about it. I'm sorry if I if I dominated the No, no, that's totally fine. This it it's weird like I'm because I'm not as familiar with this album. Yeah. I haven't thought as much yeah about the lyrics because I haven't listened to them just so many times. Right. So yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to to add i have a feeling these first few episodes will probably be largely you having stronger opinions than me on things right (laughs) and that is that is totally fine um i think there's also uh less to grab onto yeah in this 
I think Pete's a, a much better lyricist than Patrick. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when we talked, when we did our Unabashedly Obsessed episode about Fall Out Boy, yeah. Pete Wentz has, a, he has a way with words. Yeah. He's a very good lyricist. His book is really good. Like, yeah. he, he, he puts pen to paper in a way that I find extremely pleasing. Yeah. And I think Patrick, it sort of feels like he's a little bit pop punk posturing. Yeah, it feels a little generic. Like this is this is what a pop punk sound. Like there's a part in the song where it's sort of like an instrumental break, mm-hmm. and a, on "Take This to Your Grave" it would have been an awesome instrumental break. Mm-hmm. But this was just sort of like, and now we're playing a da 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 da, and then we're gonna go back into the chorus because we don't really know what else to do. Yeah, I wanted this song to be faster. Yep. It almost felt like I was listening at like 80% yep. of what it should be. And they do a key change and speed it up. There's a, there's a part at the end where they where they modulate up a, an octave mm-hmm. and speed up the drums and stuff. And I agree. I was like, oh, this is where we should have been the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was actually kind of a frustrating song to listen to for that reason. Because yep. I just wanted it to go faster. Yeah. Agreed. And have better lyrics. Agreed. Sorry, Patrick. I also think that um, that Andy's a better drummer. Yeah. Now that we've alienated, let's see, uh, everyone but Joe, uh, let's... Uh... <laughs> Did we alienate Pete? Well, we said that Pete would have fucked the girl. Yeah, but we also... I, Pete, maybe Pete would be like, I mean, yeah, at the time, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think he would embrace that, and also we called him a very good lyricist. Yeah. So we've really only alienated Mike What's-His-Name. Uh-huh. Twice now. Yep. And Patrick. Yep. But Joe gets off scot-free. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Lorelai, in the future? Joe gets off scot-free. Joe does great. <laughs> we have social media now? We do. Let me see if I can remember what it is. We do have social media. We are on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod with no vowels. Take all the vowels out of Thanks for the Lyrics Pod. Including the Y. Including the Y as it's being used as a, as a vowel in the word lyrics. Yep. So it is thinks for the lurks. Right. With an at sign in front of it because it's Twitter. Right. And that's not a vowel because it's, it's a symbol. I would say that you could just search for thanks for the lyrics podcast, but we also took the vowels out of the, the uh, name. Right. So have fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you, do- know what you, you know what you should do? You should go to scavengersnetwork.com. Yeah. And find us on there. Yes. Or, like, look for Aaron or I. I am at Unabashed James. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We follow our shows. Yep. And I have a Linktree link in my profile that when this goes live, I will put it in there. There you go. That's probably the best way. And then you can follow it. And then you can tweet about us. And then other people can follow it. And if you get three people to follow you, that's a... That's a joke from a Newsies Minute. Yeah, that's the second time tonight you've made that joke, James. <laughs> it sure is, but it's a different podcast, so it's, different it counts as new. Different podcast that'll air at a different time. Yeah, probably. So it, almost it, certainly. Pro- almost certainly. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Thanks for the Lyrics. Hey, follow-up boy. Thanks for the lyrics. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.
PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit PoweredByPodCube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday.